Hello there, voice teacher. It is Nikki from Full Voice Music. Today's podcast, podcast number 58. I am talking to Australian musician, composer, arranger, Mr. Glenn Lehman. Now, Glenn has been in the music industry for 30 years, and he recently has been focusing on compositions for kids. In fact, children all over the globe have been performing his music. Today, we're talking about why he loves writing for kids and some of the very special projects he's working on. We've got some samples of his music and a really great conversation right here on the Full Voice Podcast. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, teaching strategies and resources for voice teachers working with young singers. Now here's your host, Nikki Loney. So ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited. My very first Australian interview, and I'm excited to uh, introduce everyone to uh, composer Glenn Lehman. Glenn, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hi, Nikki, and welcome from Australia. So I, this always blows my mind. I'll never get used to it. Um, it's, it's evening here, but it's morning there. That's correct. So you're what, 13 hours ahead of us? Something like that, yep. So technically you know the future. That's right, because, yeah, we're, we're 13 hours ahead, so uh, we're way ahead. Right? And and the other the other thing that I still struggle with is it's still summer here. It's hot, warm, and sunny, but you guys are in the middle of your winter. Well, end of your winter, really. That's right. We're yeah, coming into spring now. Oh, my goodness. So look, looking forward to that happening. Now, are you? What are the temperatures like? Um, at the moment, well, we we live in. I live in a, a state called South Australia, and mm-hmm. uh, the capital city is Adelaide. And Adelaide is on a plain right along the coast, and then there are hills that run along the back of Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And we live in the hills, so it's a bit cooler up here. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, at the moment, you know, we get over overnight temperatures of you know down to two degrees. Oh, wow. Celsius, that is. Oh, my goodness. Well, we know yeah. all about Celsius here in Canada. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and then in, in summer, we get, we get into the 40s. Really? Maximum. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a bushfire area up here. So uh, oh. we can relate to all the bushfires that are happening in California, and there are serious ones happening in New South Wales at the moment, and, that, and that's in winter. So. Um, oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. It's it's not good. Oh my goodness! But so. it's, it's beautiful up here. I mean, that's you know that's the price you pay for uh, living in such a beautiful environment. Oh yes. Well, yeah. I look forward to coming and visiting you someday. <laughs> You're yeah, most welcome. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, Glenn is also the full voice distributor. Um, so, which I, I am forever grateful for because I, we were searching for someone to distribute our workbooks to, to voice teachers in Australia and New Zealand for actually quite a few years. And uh, we met online. Um, Glenn had reached out with an email and he had introduced himself and his company, Song Library. And we're going to talk about your company uh, today and your, and your music. I'm so excited. Um, and I, but I do want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking care of my, my workbooks. <laughs> well, it's, been a, it's been a wonderful relationship in that way. I, I, I think what, you know, why I reached out to you in the first place 
was because I'm always looking for what's out there in, in terms of music for for children and songs and and uh, I just found your stuff of such high quality and uh, there's a lot of not very high quality stuff out there for kids and uh, so yeah I think it's great to make those connections with people that are that are doing good things for for children and and singing and music in general. Oh, I love it! I love it. Now, when did you start? When did you start writing music? Um, I, I started out more as an arranger, and uh, so that sort of morphed into more writing my own stuff. So I'd been through the process of uh, being a performer and, and playing in bands and orchestras and all sorts of things. And uh, uh, after having been in a, a band for quite a while where someone else was writing the songs, um, when I finally left that band, I thought, that's that's what I want to have a go at. And uh, so... You know, I was reasonably mature by this stage. I, <laughs> I suppose I would have been mid-30s. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, you know, that's quite late. I, you know, obviously written bits and pieces, you know, since I became interested in music as, you know, when I was young. But right. hadn't really focused on the writing side of things. Uh, so that started out by, uh, you know, I put together a demo tape of some things that I'd written and I thought, you know, how, how can you actually get paid to write music? There really aren't that many avenues, if you think about it, as a, as a composer or a songwriter and not a, not a performer. Right. So theatre would be a good uh, way to, to get into that. And uh, so I approached one of the uh, professional theatre companies here in, in Adelaide that uh, specifically worked, produce works for children. Hmm. And I was lucky enough to get a job pretty much straight away from uh, – from that theatre company, and that was uh, a full-length uh, rock opera <laughs> based wow. around uh, Beatles songs from uh, characters from Beatles songs. So it was all um, Beatlesque music, which was, you know, the Beatles were probably my hugest influence. Oh wow! Uh, anyway, it's kind of the perfect gig, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I kind of you know got very lucky there. You've written works for schools all over the world. Yes. How did you get into commissioning? Like, how do schools find you? How did they commission you to write songs for them? Yeah. So um, this actually came through that same theatre company who did a collaboration with uh, Big Children's Music Festival here in Adelaide. Mm -hmm. And this uh, this is an amazing festival. It's been going for 125 years, I think. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And uh, it pretty much involves every primary school in the state. And uh, so every year they... Uh, Every school that wants to be involved has a choir, and uh, then in September uh, they all get together in the the concert hall here in Adelaide, and over twelve performances. I think there are four hundred and fifty children in each performance, different children each each performance. So that, I think that adds up to you know five and a half thousand children. Wow! And it's just the ones that come to the to the Adelaide concert. There are regional con concerts as well. So I think it. Oh, up it involves about 10,000 children. And that's every year. And they commission work every year. So um, I've been working with them for about 16 years, I think. And that started through a collaboration with that theatre company and the festival. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it's a brilliant thing. And I think it's probably quite unique in the world. Oh, absolutely. Uh, to, to have that many uh, children involved and the fact that they commission work and it's uh, the work is usually about 15 minutes long so it's usually four or five songs based around a particular theme right 
So, uh, yeah, I've had a lot of fun writing those over the years. And, and they, you know, obviously they use different composers and, and spread it around a fair bit, which is great. And, and But they always choose Australian composers to try and, uh, you know, support the locals. Right, and, right. And in particular, South Australian. Uh, so I've done several of those over the years. So that's how I got sort of introduced to writing songs for children. And uh, then I got even more involved in the festival. Uh, each performance, they have an orchestra as well, right. which is made up right. of primary school children, which is, that's pretty mind-boggling in <laughs> itself. <laughs> so you know, these are quite big orchestras, you know, well, you know, relative. I'd say 30 or 40 in each orchestra, and they have three orchestras over the 12 performances. Wow. Uh, yeah, and so I got involved in doing the arrangements for the orchestras as well. So even if I'm not writing the commission work, I'll often be writing the arrangements for other songwriters or you know, the other songs that they choose. So they, they usually sing about 12 songs each year. Wow. There are all sorts of, you know, they, they, they might have a couple of pop songs and then something a bit more mainstream and something a bit more along the sort of classical lines. And, uh, and then, so, and then uh, as well as doing the arrangements, I also, uh, do the recordings for the teaching CDs that they do every year. So um, they uh, every child gets a CD with the, the songs on them that they can learn from because they, they sing in two parts. Right. So we do, you know, we, we record the sopranos and the altos separately and so they get their, their own track with just their part on it. And uh, so they get to learn them that way and there's a song book, obviously, that they learn from. So, yes, I'm uh, heavily involved in that. So that's been a, a good regular um, uh, source of income for uh, a freelancer like myself. Um, nice. It's nice to know that, you know, every year, so long, uh, you know, until they give me the boot, <laughs> that, um, you know, that, that's coming along. And, uh, yeah, it's been, and it's been so rewarding for me. Um, and, you know, you can probably imagine what it's like to hear your song sung by 450 children you know, in a uh, concert hall with an oh, orchestra. I um, can only imagine. That's amazing. <laughs> That's sort of like inspire you to keep going and, uh, yeah. started with song library so if if people who are listening to the podcast have not yet gone to songlibrary.net you must check it out you have backing tracks you have scores you have lyrics you have all sorts of resources for music educators to take these download these songs and then it's so easy to get started with them uh, how when did you get that started when did song when was song library born uh, that was 2012, so it's not that long ago. Uh, what prompted me was 
because I had written all these commissions and uh, once they're performed, they kind of just sit around and uh, mm. I don't have a publisher and that's, that's by choice. So I thought I would self-publish them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I taught myself how to build websites and do all that stuff that, uh, you know, cottage industry people, <laughs> people do. <laughs> Uh, yes, I know do. firsthand all about that. Yes, that's right. Yes, so but I do enjoy it, and uh, you know all the different aspects of it. You know, um, so uh, it, it was a long, drawn out process to get it to the point where um, people could actually go on there and, and buy things, um, mm-hmm. and it's still developing, and I'm always trying to improve it. But um, yeah, the, the whole idea was to make it as easy for teachers as possible to give them all the resources that they would need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that came directly out of my experience with the music festival because that's what they did. You know, they provide backing tracks and and the individual tracks and uh, and the music and lyrics and so all of that. Just the complete package is what I thought. You know, that's that's what teachers are going to want. So um, make it easy as as easy as possible. And it's all, all all for download as well. So I don't have to worry about printing costs and mailing mm. and. You know all about. I'm sure. Oh, I do. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, it's a bit easier with music to do that because that's what I think people expect that these days. That um, you know, you don't want to wait for the for the post. You um, if you want a song, you want it now, and uh, so it's just a matter of downloading it and taking uh, it from there. how you have it organized for the different ages. So you're specifically writing for, you know, ages five to eight and then, and then older students. Um, do you get requests from different teachers for different ages? Are you getting a lot of requests for different styles of music, different genres of music? From the very start, I thought that it's really important for me to get feedback because I'm not directly involved with, you know, teaching children. I've never been a teacher. Mm-hmm. I've, been a, an observer, obviously, especially through the recordings. I've seen many choir trainers working with the children, and I've learnt a lot through that. But I totally rely on the, on teachers to tell me, you know, what sort of things they want, what what um, topics and styles, and uh, so feedback is crucial for me. So uh, I've even included a uh, like a survey form on the website when people buy something, just so that I can get some direct feedback from people about ideas and a lot of my songs have come from those ideas mm-hmm. just specifically you know topics that that i might not have thought of that uh, people are looking for and I, I specifically targeted that age range because i think there's a real need for good quality materials and songs and um for that you know the the pre-high school years yes because i think i think kids are much more open at that age as well to yes. um Ideas and uh, you know you've pretty much lost them by the time they get to high school in, in terms of singing original music and they you know I'd, I'd say it's much more likely that they're going to want to sing the thing that they've heard 
<clears throat> on Spotify or you know on the radio or if, if radio still exists. Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think um, you know I find that that one of the most rewarding parts of writing for that age is that um, you've sort of got access to minds that are open, and uh, mm. I think you can um, use that uh, hopefully wisely to <laughs> you know. It, it, even from a you know a lyrical point of view, just to, to put some ideas forward that that they might um, think about, or even if not, then down the track, yeah. because we all know yeah. that you know things that we hear as children in our brains forever. Oh, absolutely! And, uh, all those songs that all those song lyrics that you don't realise are still lurking in the back of your brain until you hear the song again from thirty years ago, <laughs> right? Uh, still there. So, um, I wanted to share with you. Um, I I used one of your songs. Um, I I went to your easy to use website. I downloaded the seed, and mm-hmm. I I did that with my um, introductory vocal class. So I had little girls. Uh, yep. They I had seven seven year olds, and I have to tell you, they first of all they loved your song. Um, so the seed. I, I don't want to ruin any. I don't want to give it all away, but the seed is about <laughs> friendship and you get what you sow. And we had we had some really great conversations with the class about, you know, what it is to be a good friend. And it was a it was a great teaching moment. But I but I think I told I think I might have emailed you <laughs> this story. So when I was handing out the music to the kids, I was saying, okay, girls, this is, um, this song was written by my friend and he lives in Australia. And one of the little girls said, oh, well, I don't speak Australian, so I won't know how to read this. And then one of the other little ones said, no, no, they speak English, but we'll have to use a funny accent when we sing it. (laughs) And I... By the way, I talk, but that's that's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> I I never laughed so hard. There, I mean, they're such sweet little girls, but yeah. they were convinced that this Australian song would just be too strange. Anyhow, they absolutely loved it. They, they thought it was such a, a fun song, and it was such a good message. And uh, I, again, I want I want to thank you for writing such a beautiful piece for uh, for the kids. There's a saying that you might know. What you reap is what you sow Turn it around and so it goes What you plant is what you And they didn't yeah. sing it with a funny accent, just FYI. <laughs> I would have liked to have heard that, actually. <laughs> I think one thing about, you know, because I always provide a recording of all the songs so that people can hear what, you know, what they sound like. Right. And 
I'm sure there are some pronunciations there that uh, confuse people uh, in other parts of the world. Right. <laughs> I've got one song called The Dance, which is we sing as the dance. Right. More, more the English way, um, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, but uh, even parts of Australia say dance. Some say dance, some say dance. So um, but there's little things like that, which I'm sure people can adapt to. Well, you know, voice teachers are really good with vowel modifications, so I'm sure they can work it out. <laughs> That's right. <yeah. laughs> Now, you have been also commissioned by teachers from the United States and recently um, a school up here in Canada. Did they yeah. find you through your website? Yes, so that was a school um, it's called William Berksey uh, mm-hmm. School. I think that's in Toronto. And yeah, it was just an email uh, saying that they were, they'd had a, they were trying to get a uh, school song written for their 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And they had actually commissioned one the, the year before, but it had turned out not, uh, they weren't really happy with the, <laughs> the end result of the process. And right. So, uh, yes, uh, I reassured them that I thought I could deliver something that they'd be happy with, and thankfully they took me at my word. Oh, that's <laughs> and, uh, fun. Yeah, they were, I think they were happy with it in the end. I don't know if you want me to put let the cat out of the bag, but you've recently been writing for solo voices. Yes. And you, yeah, that, you gave me a bit of a preview, and I have to say I really, really like it. So tell right. me a little bit about that process. Well, I have to say it's, it's really been inspired by you, Nikki, um, and our you know working relationship. And uh, because, like I said, my background is sort of through these uh, choral concerts. And um, so I generally uh, write in two parts, but I... I do write a lot of units and things as well for the younger ages. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I thought, you know, it's, it, it is a different thing to write for a solo voice because um, choirs are all about, um, you know, blending voices. And uh, I think uh, with solo uh, performance, it's more about the, well, you, know, you, you obviously can tell me more about this, but <laughs> in my, it's, you know, more about bringing out the individual voice and, yes. you know, finding the voice and, um having a, a chance to for that personal expression. So I think as when you're writing a song, I think you can write differently. Uh, so I, yeah, I thought that would be a good challenge for me.
there can never be too many songs, so you know, I'll have a I'll have a go at uh, at that. And no, um, I agree with you. There can never be too many songs. And as somebody that works with kids and talks to a lot of teachers that work with young voices, we're always looking for new music. We're always looking for pieces that will, you know, allow our students to be expressive and to, you know, f- make a connection with a story. And uh, the uh, the songs that you sent me, I'm, I'm really excited. I think they're quite beautiful. I, I'm excited because once I start teaching in September, I think I have a few students that might be lined up to try your pieces. So I'm excited. Well, I'll be really interested to hear how they go and what sort of reaction you get from from them because that's ultimately what matters, I think, isn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. How the children relate to the songs and the music. uh, So, yeah, I'll look forward to hearing how that goes. Well, you know, if there's one thing about working with children, you don't have to worry about not getting their honest opinion. (laughs) That's fine. Um, Now, you wrote uh, some musicals, like full-on musicals. That's quite a recent thing. I've... uh, been collaborating with a, an author here in Australia, uh, mm-hmm. Phil Cummings, who is, he's written over 80 books for children. Wow. And uh, so he's very well established. We're about the same vintage. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's, uh, I, I was, in fact, last night I, I was at a, the opening of a writers' festival that he was the guest speaker at. And uh, we performed a couple of songs together because uh, every time he writes a book, he writes a song as well. Oh, how wonderful. <laughs> and, uh, part of his creative process which is interesting but he's never performed in public like he's very reticent to to get up and perform but he's got to the point now where he he thought well if I don't do it now I'm never going to do it so uh but he's he's not happy to get up there by himself so he drags me (laughs) along and I, I, I twiddle along on the keyboards in the background um so uh yeah we've been collaborating together and uh his books are actually uh uh, available, you know, uh, worldwide as well. So he's he's very well established as a as an author. I'll put a link to his his okay. work on the podcast page so people yeah. can discover him as well. A lot of them are picture books, um, so they're for you know reasonably young audience. But he's got a range of other uh, other works as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been a real privilege for me. He's, he's a great writer, and and just talking about you know being clear and succinct and everything that's you know you can imagine writing a picture book that's that's what that's all about you know you mm-hmm. do, it's you try and reduce everything to its core and uh, so uh, he's he's great at that so um we've collaborated we've written two musicals um so he basically writes the the script and the lyrics for the songs and i take it from there and so these are aimed once again at the same sort of age range the mm-hmm. primary school age they're only about 30 to 40 minutes long, so it's not too daunting. Right, and, nice. Yeah, and um, once again, we provide everything, all of the, the you know, the script and the backing tracks for the performance and, and uh, performance tracks to learn from. Uh, yeah, so all of that sort of thing. And once again, it's we, we have actually printed hard copies of those, but there are also download versions as well, and, and the download versions of been more popular than the printed ones. Right. And so they're available through the Song Library website as well. Do you find it challenging to work with, to collaborate? Um, I have in the past. I, if you're trying to write a song together, um, 
I really still don't understand how that works. If you're if you're trying to write music and words together, um, I, you know, it's just not the. I I just don't seem to be able to work that way. But with Phil, he basically writes the lyrics and hands them over to me, and I take I write the music, and that that's perfect for me. Oh, nice. Uh, so I have no problem with that. And lyrics are always the thing that I struggle with more when I'm writing my own songs. Mm-hmm. I find mm-hmm. the music usually comes quite easily, but um, but I do enjoy writing lyrics for that reason because it, it, it can be a bit of a struggle, but it's also very rewarding when you, you think you've uh, come up with something worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, it's been really easy for me to collaborate with Phil. You know, I, I have done a lot of collaboration um you know, obviously working in theatre and I've done written for television and uh, done some documentaries. And so there's always collaboration and having to back and forth and change things. So I have no problem with that at all. Um, but, you know, the, sometimes it comes to a point where you think, well, no, actually, I think, you know, this is this is the way it should go. So, you know, I'll, I'll hold my ground. But generally, if I think um, what the other person's saying has validity, then uh, I'm happy to change things and make it as good as it can be. Tell me yes. about the song cycle. You've just okay. finished that. Please tell me about <laughs> That's that. That's the most recent thing. And once again, it's a collaboration with Phil Cummings. And uh, next year, 2019, is the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Wow. And uh, so uh, Phil had already uh, written a picture book, uh, which is being released next year, about his experience as a, as a I think he was 11 at the time. And... Um, Weirdly enough, because um, it was winter here, because mm. uh, it was um, July, mm-hmm. and uh, he lived uh, sort of way up from Adelaide, up further up north, which is uh, reasonably uh, desolate, and uh, it actually snowed that day, which he'd never seen snow. And uh, on the day of the moon landing, landing it snowed in wow. his little country town. So he was torn between watching... Neil Armstrong walk on the moon and going out and playing in the snow. So, <laughs> so he wrote a, he wrote a, a, a picture book about that, and wow. uh, and then we got to thinking it, it's such a, a significant event. Wouldn't it be great to write a uh, you know a group of songs about it? And uh, so that's what we did. So rather than being commissioned to write it, we just thought we'll write it and see if anyone's interested. And uh, so again, we've done that, and that's up on the song library as well. And uh, they're actually uh, the the children's music festival here are performing one of the songs from that next year. Oh, wonderful! So they'll be performed by thousands of children here, and also in Western Australia, they have a similar festival over there that I've been uh, commissioned to, to write quite a few songs for over the years. So they're doing an, a different song from that. So um, oh, perfect! Looking forward to hearing those. So yeah. So uh, yeah, if anyone's looking for some uh, repertoire for 2019. <laughs> For your, your choirs, and I've also um, so I've written it for uh, unison for uh, two parts, but also I've written adult arrangements of of the four songs mm-hmm. uh, for uh, SATB choir and uh, SAB and I think SSA as well. Oh, if that makes how wonderful! Sense. <laughs> uh, and, and they're on my uh, my personal website, which is glennleeman.com. Okay, well, I'm going to put all of those on. I'll put links to all of those on our podcast page, yep. and so that people can easily find them. Mm. And I've, I've made some videos for those as well because there are some brilliant NASA images 
oh, of all wonderful. of that period. And uh, so I've made some videos which are on YouTube so people can check those out as well. on your plate for you what what are you composing what are you working on um well i'm about to go into the period of arranging for the festival here okay. so uh in the thick of that at the moment so my uh my own writing's sort of on the back burner a bit at the moment mm -hmm. but uh, it looks like i'll probably be writing the commission work for next year oh nice um because they, they obviously they have to work a year ahead Yes. So, you know, it's, it gets quite complicated. I'm never quite sure what I'm working, which year I'm working on. But um, <laughs> so we're about to go and record the songs for next year. Mm -hmm. So actually, I would be writing the commission work for the year after that. So that would be 2020. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so now I'm sort of gathering some ideas about. They've given me reasonably fair, fair reign with this one as to what it might be about. So I'm just putting some ideas together. Because often they will actually give you a, a specific topic or subject to write about uh, and then it's just up to you to do all the research and and work out the best way to present those ideas in song uh, which which is great you know you learn a lot <laughs> and about things and and because you know I, I just love the, the whole song structure I think that's what got me into wanting to write in the first place I'm just I just think the the song, the, you know, the three to four minutes generally of of uh, a song is just, it perfectly encapsulates, um, you can just distill an idea, you know, mm -hmm. into that little time frame and, uh, and then uh, pair it with the music and, uh, you know, it's like, it's a timeless uh, construct that uh, you can see why it's uh, stood the test of time, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so I'm just fascinated by the craft of songwriting and always trying to uh, improve and listen to other people. And I love can't that. Get enough, get enough of it. <laughs> I love that. I also love that uh, you are a welcomed member of the Voice Teachers for Young Singers group, our Facebook group. And uh, I, I love that you're on there. Um, sometimes people are 
are looking for certain themes or certain ideas. And I just absolutely love the fact that we have talented composers like you uh, in our membership. And um, you've often very graciously said, you know, I have a few song ideas and you've given some links and I love that. So will you promise to keep doing that and letting people know about your music on my forum? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's a great opportunity because uh, a lot of Facebook groups discourage that. They actually don't want people, you know, they see it as, um, you know, promoting your own work and self-promotion. That's actually discouraged. So it's actually nice to be part of a group where, that is encouraged and uh, you know I, I see as, as long as you don't overdo it I think it, it is helpful for people. I feel the exact same way um, I mean people there are people out there that just join groups for the sake of promoting themselves and that yeah. I think that's unfortunate because I think there's a more collaborative way that we can all work together and share each other's ideas and products and stuff sure. um, but uh, yes you are a, a wonderful guest on there and we also have Donna Rodenizer as well are you welcoming to teachers requesting song ideas? Yeah, always. I, you know, I'm, I'm always sort of reaching out uh, to, to teachers, like I was saying before, um, you know, because I'm not directly engaged with children myself. So, What is your advice to um, teachers who have kids who are really interested in writing their own music? I would say listen carefully to songs that you like and work out why you like them mm. and how they're structured and what instruments are playing and how the voice relates to the music um, because that's what I did. You know, uh, it was just from listening to songs on the radio and just trying to find out how does that work and like, you know, what, what's happening there, what, what instruments are playing and, um, how do the lyrics go with the melody? And so, um, you know, it's, it, it doesn't even, even have to be that conscious after a while. I think you just, that's the way you listen to music. Mm-hmm. I can't help myself now. You know, when, when I hear a song, that's, that's just what I instinctively do. And it doesn't mean that I'm being um, consciously analytical of it, but um, it's just part of the appreciation of, of, of the song and the music is, is to uh, look at, at how, why is it, why is it having the effect that it, that it is. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's partly the performance, but it's also the way that it's structured and the way it was recorded and all those factors. So, um, yeah, I would say in one word, listen. That's great advice. I, I don't think we listen enough. No, not it, that's right, and and especially to each other. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I. I just want to thank you so much for, well, for everything, for taking good care of the Full Voice Workbooks and allowing my products to get into uh, the fine teachers from Australia and New Zealand to get to their studios, and as well for writing incredible music. I'm, I'm so excited to hear what you have uh, coming up next. And uh, on our podcast page, um, I'm going to put your all your information and, of course, mm-hmm. the songlibrary.net. Um, is there any other information or, or that you would like me to share with any with everybody? Um, no, it's all pretty much there on the website. So there's yeah, songlibrary.net and there's glennlehman.com. Um, 
that's per- that's about it. I try and keep that up, as up to date as possible with what's happening, and uh, I do have a mailing list um, which people can sign up to on the Song Library website. Oh yeah, so yeah, tell everybody about your newsletter. You have a great little newsletter that goes out. Yeah. Yes, well, I, I try not to hassle people too too much, so I, I just send something out once a month if I've got something worth uh, talking about. Um, so uh, yeah, you can just go to the home page on the website, and there's a just a little box there to put your email address in, and um, I'll just keep you up to date then with uh, new songs and whatever else is happening on the song library. That's awesome. Well, Brilliant. Glenn, I want to thank you so much for uh, sharing uh, your your passion for music and for songwriting and your music with the world and, of course, your story with me. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. That's been good fun. A very special thank you to Glenn for joining me on the podcast today and a very special thank you to you for checking in and learning about his music. If you would like more information about his music, please visit our podcast page at thefullvoice.com. And of course, check out Glenn's website, songlibrary.net for all of his wonderful music. Please, if you are enjoying this podcast, leave us a review. Tell us what you think. You can leave your reviews on iTunes or on our website. And of course, share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. As always, I'm wishing you inspired teaching and happy singing. Thank you for listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and teacher resources, please visit our website at thefullvoice.com. Made my canoe music. Canoe music.ca.